I don't know what the boys in the aquarium have going, but they have about seven different types of chips going in there. Have you noticed? They got they they started off eating barbecue chips with um with sour cream and onion dip. They got and then, now they got Tostitos and they got Doritos. They got three cans of Pringles, Doritos, and I don't and a Tostitos the, dip. I don't know what that dip is. It, is it like a cheese or gonna, is it ranch? We're gonna have to de- delve into this. We're gonna delve into this. It's a queso dip. Right now, however, we got to get to the back guest line. That, that room gonna be a little, little fresh here. <laughs> it's in the gonna field. stink. <laughs> Go to the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Time to talk to our guy, Nate Dog, Mr. Barstool Nate. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Barstool Nate. Nate, what up, buddy? How are you, man? Hey, guys. How are you? I'm good. Um, let's start with the talk of Washington. Are you excited yeah. or how excited are you about the Eric B hire? Oh, JP. I, I love it. I, I think it's a long time coming for him. I'm very happy for him that he's going to get to prove to everybody who has doubted him. Um, I I'm very high on him. I, I know some people say it's a lateral move. I could not disagree more. I think, being able to call plays obviously automatically doesn't make it a lateral move. And then he gets the title of assistant head coach, which says to me that Ron Rivera is formulating an exit plan for himself, which could not make me happier, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I like the enemy a lot. I, I'm excited to see what he can bring to the Washington offense. And he's in a good spot because – I, we all soured so much on Scott Turner that I, I, the bar is so low for him that, and the quarterback situation is so up in the air that if he can make anything happen in Washington, uh, you know, like people will say, Hey, you know, he, he did his best. He did what he could with Sam Howell and the limitations he was given. Maybe, maybe, you know, we have something here. So I like the spot he's in. I like that we took a chance on him, and I'm very optimistic. Is this a situation, Nate, where you – like, you know, you go in some situations in life where the pros outweigh the cons. Does this situation yeah. seem like that? Definitely. I, I – yeah, I, I – I'm saying, I, like, you know, know because said, if anything happens your... positively, oh, that's going to be blown out of proportion. If anything happens negatively, like I've said to JP a lot, when people come here to coach and things will go wrong – they always had out. They blame somebody else. If things don't go right, I think the history of what this team has been would be right. something that they so, if they fall back on. I think if we all use our brains and think logically, we'll be able to tell if it's him or if it's the limitations of the offense that he's coming into that he has nothing to do with. And I think we'll be able to tell by the, you know halfway through the season, towards the end of the season, if he is in over his head or if this is a guy who can take this team to the next level if he's allowed to stay a couple years and pick his offense and, you know, run it his way. I, you know, he has a lot working against him coming to Washington with the ownership up in the air with a fifth round quarterback automatically being named the starting quarterback by Ron Rivera, even though Ron Rivera didn't trust our new starting quarterback to play instead of Taylor Heineke all year last year, which again, we can talk about for years and years and years because it makes zero sense at all. So Biennemi is coming into a bad situation, but he, I, again, like, I think if we just use our brains and use our eyes and really look at what he does, we'll be able to tell if he is the man for the job or not. 
I would say by like week eight, but I'm I'm very happy to give him a full season. Uh, talking with our friend Barstool Nate here on the BetQL guest line. You can check out all of his content at Barstool Sports. Where are you on some of the like? We'll call it criticism. Some of the criticism of the enemy taking this move from particularly national media. Uh, Mike Wilbon came out and said it's a bad move. Emmanuel Acho said that's bad money. Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy said EB wasn't the right coach. What what do you make of all that? Is that just noise? Of course. People like to hear their own sound of their own voice. Like uh, Emmanuel Ocho, like I don't take a single thing he says seriously. He's just he's he's a clown, he talks. And, you know, the dumber thing he says, the more headlines he gets. That's just that's kind of what a lot of these media guys are now. I'm so glad you guys aren't. You guys are the best. That's why you have millions and millions of listeners every day. And I, I People just want to talk, and you know, if they're right, they say "told you so." If they're wrong, they bury it and pretend they never said it. So, no, I don't. I don't listen to any of these so-called figureheads or talking heads or whatever. None of them know anything that what they're talking about. Uh, It's how are you going to hate a guy for you know he sat behind Andy Reid, he's always wanted to call plays, and now he's getting that opportunity to really prove himself. And people are already saying it's a bad move for him like what it it doesn't make any sense to me for people to say that like a guy further in his career is a bad career move absolutely not like miss me with all of that you know i I think uh, i've had jp ask me some questions about should he do this that and the other and you know and i I said dude you're good at what you do go try it am i right yeah Yeah. and i think that's the ultimate (laughs) thing where there are so many people in this day and age that are so damn afraid to fail and that's why some people will never be successful because they're afraid to fail. Whoever's afraid, who's not afraid to fail, is going to be a super successful person. But they want him to be afraid to fail. He's not worried yeah, about it, it. He's like, hell, it, he's worried about trying to get where he want to go instead of worrying about the stumbles along the way. No, Beam, it's not just that. People are rooting for him to fail so they can say, told you so, he should have just stayed in Kansas City. And that's even worse. People like day one rooting against him saying that it won't work out in Washington for this reason or that reason or that reason or that reason are things stacked against him. Yeah. But that's usually what happens when a coach leaves one team and takes a position at another team It's because something didn't work at mm-hmm. that open position and he's coming in to fix it. And if he can fix it even a little bit, you know, <laughs> the bar again, the bar is so low that I don't think it's that hard for him to come in and make some changes and I, that's why I'm very optimistic about this hiring. And then just people who are saying that he should have just sat in Kansas City and collected rings, he got his rings. And all his players in Kansas City only talk about how instrumental he was in getting those rings. And he's saying, great, I've done everything I can do. Thank you, Coach Reed. Like, I've learned a lot from you. I'm going to go do it on my own. I don't know how people could possibly root against that mentality. But again, these guys just like to hear themselves talk. So they are, but I, I, I can't stand them. I hate them. I, they shouldn't be allowed to talk if that's their <laughs> mindset going into it. I just cannot stand that way of thinking. Well, and the other part of it is he's been at the helm. He's the OC. You can argue what his role is. His title is offensive coordinator yeah. for a team that's been to three Super Bowls in the last five years and won two of them. Yeah. And he's had 15 job interviews. Right? Yep. A- at some point, it's not going to happen while he's there. And and I applaud the self-awareness of recognizing that and moving forward. And you are you are leaving a great situation 
to come to a significantly worse situation. But you're betting on yourself to make it better. You're betting on yourself that you have the skills, strategies, the capabilities to make a broken, a broken offense better. This is an offense that hasn't placed in the top half of the league in six or seven years. Kime, I, I saw some numbers Kime threw out there about what this offense has done for the last 23 years. Not good. It's a disaster. It's ugly. And, and I don't know that it's going to get better. But I love the chutzpah to come in and say, I'm the guy to fix it. 100%. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what. It will be a little harder without a Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, it's, it's like leaving – <laughs> a, a gold mine and, and going, you know, to, to the coal mine and saying, I'm going to find gold here. It, it's, it's pretty hard to do the same offense with a Patrick Mahomes and with a Sam Howell. But again, he, he looked at his resume. He looked at himself in the mirror. He saw Andy Reid has no intentions of slowing down. He said, I want to make a change. I want a new challenge. And if he fails at the challenge, at least he tried it. And hope I, you know, he'll always be able to get a job in the NFL doing something. He, he has great resume, and everybody loves him. So yeah, I'm I'm super super excited for him. Um, I'm glad we're the team that's given him a chance, and I think the sky's the limit. And you know, I hope he proves all those idiots wrong that are just already you know saying that this was a mistake. I really 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 hope he proves them all wrong. But uh, like the thing about if he's in in Kansas City, they expected to win the Super Bowl. If they make the playoff and lose a game, that's 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 bad. Then he's not expected to win a Super Bowl here. Hell, if he get in the playoffs, that's going to be a hell of a step right there. And it, he would be the first to be blamed for a bad season in Kansas City when he won't get any of the credit for the good seasons in Kansas mm-hmm. City. Right. What I have one real question that I've asked B. The, the only I am I'm doing everything possible to turn off the skeptical part of my brain on this hire because I think it's a legit fun moment for Washington. I I don't know that there's going to be a lot of fireworks this offseason. I think it's going to be a relatively quiet free agency period. Maybe they add some O-line depth. Uh, I'm not expecting this to be a wild draft. Anybody that wants to talk about Lamar and Justin Fields, I ain't buying it. I think it's going to be pretty quiet. I think this is the the big move of the offseason. Yeah, but uh, I yep. my, my the only skepticism or the only question I, I I that remains for me. Donovan McNabb, Alex Smith, Eric Bieniemy. Generally, when Andy Reid sends something to Washington, it hasn't gone great. And B has pointed out the coaches are very different than players. And I told him that Alex got hurt. Alex had this team winning. Alex was winning. Oh, he, he was six and two when he got hurt. So. <laughs> Small sample size, JP. Small sample size. I, dude, I know all of it. I'm just – that is in my brain, and I can't turn that part off. That, that Andy doesn't uh, make a ton of bad decisions, but maybe he knows that for – Andy didn't trade Eric Bieniemy. He It's not like he's he's, he's <laughs> patting him on the butt and sending him to Washington. Getting He wanted to keep him. It's not like he's getting rid of him. I, I think you're reaching there. I think you're grasping there. I, I don't see any – If he wanted to keep reason. him, he could have kept him. Disagree. His contract was expiring. Yeah, but I, I think I, I think Eric wanted to get out of it. He I agree with to that. Move on. I, agree I with do that. not think Andy Reid could have kept him. I, I he wanted to go somewhere where he would be the guy. I don't. I mean, I guess he could have dropped the bag 
of all bags on him and said, here's, you know, a head coaching salary. I think he says if you're head coach and waiting, that would change things. But how long? that could be another 10 years. Apparently out of Kansas City, there's a report that Matt Nagy is head coach and waiting and that there's a three-year succession plan. <laughs> Matt Nagy would be the worst thing to ever happen to the city of Kansas City. That is just a bad coach just right there. Just telling you what they're reporting out of the heartland, man. Yeah, well, I, I'll believe those reports in three years when I see it, my, my friend. I love Nate Dogg. This time last year was telling us Carson Wentz going to the Pro Bowl. And, I did. <laughs> and now he wants case. to completely dismiss any possible questions about hey, this Nate, move. Hey, Nate, tell me you never said that. <laughs> I, I, the tapes don't exist. You'll never find them. I say a lot of things. I, I, I put Trey Quinn into the Hall of Fame after one you know preseason catch. So, you know, I sorry for believing in our players. And guess what? I, I will always believe in them. Sam Howell, I've already seen some off some uh, off-season throws of his. He looks great. He looks sharp. People sleep on his athletic ability and his arm. It's a cannon, man. So, you know, we, we might have something in Sam Howell. I'll start doing this dance with you if you want. I will always believe. <laughs> I'm all for it. I like play. Howell. Uh, like, I, I'm a little down on him because I don't like the way Ron Rivera did not use him at all last season. And then, you know, day one of after week 18, he goes, that's our starting quarterback. It's, it's so befuddling to me how he can all of a sudden believe in a guy that he didn't like the entire year. But uh, we have no choice as fans of this team than to act like he's our new Tom Brady. You know, like we have no choice. If he stinks, he stinks. But we just have to, we just have to pretend like he's going to be the best quarterback of all time. We have no other choice. I don't know that we have to act like he's the best quarterback of all time. We have to. There's got to no, be a middle to. ground where you're excited about the prospect of this young quarterback before, I don't have before naming him Johnny Unitas. We, we we watched Mark Sanchez start for this team after being in the broadcast booth for like four years. We we have no choice when it comes to quarterback, but just to go all in on every single person that lines up under center. And maybe, maybe once in 25 years, we'll hit on one. Maybe once. That's all I pray for. We had uh, we had one season. We had 12 games of RG3 in 2012 in the last decade of good quarterback play. You can talk about Kirk Cousins all you want. But I, I will never say that he was, you know, the guy in Washington or anything like that. He, I think that's fair. He, Kirk was a Rorschach test, man. Whatever you wanted to believe he was, that's what you yeah, saw exactly. him to be. That's, that's <laughs> if you it. believe he was and he's still that test. A, a really good quarterback, then there's statistics to back it up. If you yeah. believe he shied away from big moments, there was plenty of evidence to, that, to support it. Kirk will always be his own tier of Kirk Cousin caliber quarterback. There is no other quarterback quite like him. And uh, B. Mitch, uh, we've talked about this. I cannot wait till he retires and we have the "Is he a Hall of Famer?" conversation because he's, he's going to have he's going to have all the passing yards. He's going to have so many touchdowns, and he's going to have as as it looks now zero results. But <laughs> he's going to have so many numbers. I, that, I don't. I cannot imagine, uh, dude. I do. Sp- Four hours of sports radio a day. Kirk Cousins Hall of Famer. The phone lines will light up. I do not imagine that will possibly be a real topic. It, oh, it definitely will be. Well, it's going to be one. No way. No way. Want to put a wage on that? That he actually becomes a finalist or something? No, no. We or say, that it's a is, sports is radio he, topic. It's going to be a topic. So Want to put, put a wage on it? it? Listen, man. It'll never be a topic 
that, that I'm a part of. I know that much. You want to put a wager on it that it's not going to become a topic. Because uh, the, the passing JP, yards and touchdowns are getting so gaudy these days, it's going to become yeah. a topic. He's got 50,000 passing yards, JP. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, he's at 37,000 now. Yeah. And he's going for about 4,000 a pop. And, and um, Troy Aikman has what in his career? Like 20-something? Oh, I bet. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, Kirk Cousins is not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's a hell of a nice guy. <laughs> Troy finished his career with 33. 33. Nate Dogg, last one. I just got this tweet, and I, I think this is pretty relevant. Uh, yep. Teddy E says of the negative backlash with Bienemy. I don't think it's because Bienemy's leaving Kansas City. I think those statements happen because he is becoming to Washington. Any other team, and I don't think the backlash would be there. Uh, B, I want you to respond to that. Nate, what do you say to that? That this is specific to coming to Ashburn? I, yeah, well, it's because of our situation where nothing's in place. He could be fired the second the new owners come in. If they want to clear house, they can clear house. And then people will say, I can't believe he left Kansas City to go to Washington when there was nothing you know, set there, when there was no ownership, there was no anything that you know implied that he could be there long term. That's a big if, though. That's a lot of speculation. That's a lot of guessing at stuff that we have no idea what's going to happen. But if that happens, I can hear the argument, oh, what a, what a bozo. He left you know, Patrick Mahomes to go coach Sam Howell for one season in Washington. But as Beamett said, he had to take a chance on himself. He wanted to be the assistant head coach slash play caller for an NFL offense, and that's what he did. And I will not hate it. Even if it's just one season, I won't hate him for taking that risk because you know, he will find a job elsewhere. Let's say he gets fired after the end of this season. He'll find a job elsewhere. I've no doubt about that. So I, I'm happy. He was ready to get out of Kansas City. He got out of Kansas City, so I'm happy for the guy. You know, I, I will never hate a guy for taking a chance on himself, uh, it, and that's what he did. So I, the negative backlash is a negative backlash, whatever. I'm, I'm happy for the guy. Nate, thank you, buddy. Appreciate All right, Nate. Appreciate you, brother. All right, see you guys. That is our guy, Barstool Nate. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Barstool Nate. We come back. I want to dive deep on that. Are people hating on the enemy move because it's Washington or because of enemy? I think it's one thing pretty clearly. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch Finley. I'd like to start. I, I understand it's Tuesday, but I'm going to send an early bleep you to landfill. Uh-huh. Um, we were, because Barcelona. What did I do? I, you know exactly what you did. I'll tell you what you did. Landfill tweeted out, if Kirk Cousins keep this up for three more years, is he a Hall of Famer? Call 800-636-1067 now to let JP and Beamage know how you feel. I replied, delete this. <laughs> and he said no. It's still there. And now I got now people are actually replying to me about this. He's not a Hall of Famer. He never will be. And we got to stop with this. All right? Suppose, suppose Kirk come next year and pass for 48 touchdowns, four interceptions, and make it to the Super Bowl and win. You wouldn't call him one in? And dude, no. <laughs> no. I, we're not even having this discussion, all right, because it's stupid. I, I don't think it's stupid. You know why? Because I think a lot of the topics in these days are just stupid. <laughs> all right. Here's what I want to talk about. 
You hear LaShawn McCoy, you hear Mike Wilbon, you hear Emmanuel Acho, you hear these people say the enemy going to D.C. is a bad move. Mm-hmm. Are they saying that because <clears throat> he's coming to D.C.? Are they saying that because it's a bad move? I believe they're saying it because he's coming to D.C. I totally believe that. I think because of so many years of the uncertainty and the embarrassments and the bad things, they're looking at that. Uh, For me, I think any chance you have to prove yourself is a great move. But I'm more disappointed with the NFL that he has to do this to just to try to get to where he wanted to go. Uh, Wilborn is on record knocking Washington every chance he gets, okay? He was here, and he dealt with this team for a long time. I think a lot of people look at all the things that have been going on and say, man, you know, you go there, man, then everybody's going to look at you just like I watched him. But what if he steps in and change it up? Hell, Eric is getting more scrutiny than Ron Rivera got when he took the job. And Ron took the job to run the whole thing. Think about that. Yeah. You know, so I think you don't want to bring certain aspects into it all the time, but it just – Ron came in this thing as a minority, and nobody talked about it at all. He rolled in and just had the same cachet that everybody else gets. Eric rolls in. And now, why would you take that job? Well, hell, why didn't you ask Ron why did he take this job? I and, did ask Ron why and, he took but this the job. Guy, the guy that was, was, was brought here to change the culture is the guy that just hired Eric to come here. Am I right? Yeah. So how about now Ron has help? Somebody that doesn't mind holding the players accountable and stepping to them instead of making them think that they're going to do everything easy. I think I think a lot of the I think a lot of the negativity is specific to Washington. Yeah. And I think the negativity specific to Washington stems from the owner. Do you think that will change if when this team gets sold or do you think it doesn't change until the sale happens? And they start to win, and you visibly I, see the differences. I think most people are going to adjust their thought process once the sale happens. But there are going to be some, those who are so uh, um, deep in it to where they're going to say nothing has changed until they started winning. If they start winning and, and you start seeing success and you don't hear the, the nonsense coming in, those people are still gradually coming along. But it's not going to happen overnight for some guys. Some guys are going to be knocking things even if they win. But the majority are going to go as soon as the soon as the ink dries in a sale, the majority is going to jump on that side and say, okay, things are going to change now. I think locally we will think immediately that something has changed. Yeah. I think nationally it might take winning. Nationally it will, and that's what I'm saying. But but to be honest with you, the love you have for this team and the way things go, I blame those that feel like 
like the people that are are they lose their mind over the national opinion all the time. You a lot of times the people that you hear daily talking about this team are a little closer to the action and what's going on than even the national people. The national people normally get someone call them and give them a story. A lot of times we know the stories that they give them before they're told to the national people. See what I'm saying? Yep. And out of respect, a lot of times we keep those stories to ourselves. But then they get these stories, and every fan is so concerned about what the national media feel and thinks. Start caring a little bit more about what the people right here every day thinks. And stop feeling like if you don't hear somebody say it, because really, only only thing that they have in this thing is who going to listen to them and who going to click. A lot, of, a lot of us in this town... It's inside of us to give a damn about this team, this franchise. And we're hurt by it. The other people roll in, drop their their bomb, boom, and they keep moving. They just right. want to start some crap. But even if we we deliver a, a news that's that's bad, we still are hurt and moved by it. The national media is not moved by it. They just drop it there and keep moving. And I, they leave it for everybody else to fix. To that point, I mean, that's one of the – I think the worst parts of the rebranding process is you had a collection of people not from here, not with long-term ties, deciding what the name's going to be for, you know, ideally the next hundred years or whatever. And I have another analogy. I think that's probably why it didn't go so great. I mean, hell, they messed it up. If your wife says, how do I look? And you say, baby, that looks good on you. You look real good. Then they go somewhere and somebody else that they don't even know make a comment about their outfit. They come back pissed off at you. What your thought process is, I'm the person that should matter, not the damn dude or the woman that says something. Right. You don't know them. And I'm not going to lie to you because guess what? You represented me too. I don't want you to leave out the house looking like crap. So I'm telling you the truth. The other person might have been just jealous. That is what the national media is. Okay, we are so we 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 want us to say oh how good we are, but we're looking for the, the 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 thoughts and ideas and opinions of the outside person. That's where the problems start when you're looking for something that don't matter. Well said, right there. High noon. We're gonna open the phone lines up. Eight hundred six three six one six seven. I got a lot of these today, man. I've been I rode that bike all this time. I've been thinking a lot. Bees 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 locked in. Mm. High noon phone lines. What are your expectations for this commander's offense? 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. A lot of excitement around Eric Bieniemy. Still need no line. Still have questions at quarterback. A lot of questions there. Got to talk to Ron Payne in about an hour. We'll talk to Garnet Hathaway from the Washington Capitals. Do not go anywhere. I'm in here, Jeff. So buckle up. I came to work today with a giant nutsack. I have a tremendously large sack of pistachios here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad you continue explaining that one. I'm just saying, <laughs> like you can hear it. Listen, well, you, 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 he has a whole Ziploc gallon bag full. I have a really large nutsack here, and Landfill decided to take a picture of it and said, "Look, there's JP handling his nutsack. It's a bag of pistachios, people. 
It's a bag of pistachios. Yeah. It's a healthy snack. Unlike the you, mountain of chips in there. If you say a bag of pistachios, it doesn't sound as funny. Landfill's the one that called it a nutsack, which <laughs> technically it I mean, is. It's a whole bunch of nuts in a bag. So to me, sack is like a potato sack. Like it needs to be burlap, whereas this is clearly just a Ziploc gallon bag. Yeah. I, you, it's so big, it's borderline sack to me. You, 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 <laughs> seem, you seem to love like packing all kinds of stuff in a Ziploc bag. I, uh, you can pack your clothes in 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 a just a regular giant uh, grocery bag. I I'm I'm a custodian of the earth, Brian. I'm trying to save the earth as much as possible, and that's why I I, I use bags by using a ton of plastic bags. Yeah, and and paper. My wife and I had a disagreement because she likes to store things in gigantic glass containers, whereas I'm like, yo, just put that in a bag. Because you know what's way easier? You know what's way easier to make room in the refrigerator? Little bags. You know what takes up a ton of room in the refrigerator? Giant glass containers. Okay. Like, I always try to give you good advice. Leave that one alone. You're not going to win that. Um, You're right. <laughs> you're certainly correct. I've learned something. I told everybody the phone lines open at noon. And everybody just called in. Your position, they're trying to be first. Since they're trying to be first, we will go to who is first. Our guy Lap is in D.C. Lap, what's up, Lap, talk to me, bud. Hey, what's up, man? How you guys doing? Hey, um, I I like the hire, man. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people think since we've been bad for so long and the problems we've been having, man, you know, they want to put. Eric with that, you know what I'm saying? And and why did he take this position, man? But I like the talent on this team. That's why I was really disappointed that we didn't make the playoffs because I thought this was the year. I know we had some quarterback issues and we couldn't really score, but I I really wanted to see them on the national stage to kind of get our recognition. So I'm hoping that he, he has great success. I hope he replaces Ron Rivera. And uh, we'll see, man. We'll see, man. But I'm excited about the move. Um, I don't know with the ownership. And people got to stop blaming Snyder for everything, bro. Like, Snyder don't even exist to me. Like, I don't even – I'll be forgetting sometimes he the owner. I mean, I know it's probably hard to because he's just here. But I don't think, like, for our success, if he's here or or gone or not here, is going to make a difference. For real. I mean, you don't really hear much from him, for real. I mean, so I don't know why people was just like so big on like if he's gone, that's the only way that we're gonna have success, man. It's what we do between them lives is on that field. It's gonna make a difference. Uh thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Yeah. He's been here for twenty four years. They've won one playoff game. B talked about common denominators earlier. There's one common denominator throughout all that. You know, now is he blocking that, that, and tackling? That, that is no. the easy way. And a lot of bad coaching too. And a lot of players that came in and haven't lived up to their hype. Yeah, and and one so. dude's hiring the coaches and paying those players. I, yeah, that's the easy way out, though. We, we are not holding the players and the coaches accountable for their lack as well. We'll find out. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll find out. Here's what we're going to do. Phone lines are going to be open. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. What are your expectations for Eric Bieniemy running this offense? Good question, my dear. I They've like been that. bad. This offense has underperformed largely for 20 years. In the last five years, they haven't ranked higher than 20th in yards gained. 
They don't score enough in the red zone. They've had good offensive lines. At one point, they had Trent Williams and Brandon Sheriff, Morgan Moses, Eric Flowers, Chase Ruye. They've had bad offensive lines. We saw that this past season. We've seen a number of injuries at the O-line. O-line still an issue. Quarterback, still a question mark. What is realistic for Biennemi to roll in here and get done? Michael Wilbon thinks it's a bad move. I have a question for you, too. Mike Wilbon thinks it's a bad move. Emmanuel Acho thinks it's a bad move. LaShawn McCoy thinks Eric Biennemi has nothing to do with the pass game. Find it hard to believe, but perhaps he doesn't. Plenty of former players think EB, as they call him, is a home run hire. We got to get Big Al back on the phone to play with him in college. Yeah. Maybe we do that tomorrow. Are you excited? Are you concerned? Why would Andy Reid let him go? Is this the enemy's way of becoming a head coach? 800-636-1067. Phone lines open. Your call's next. Garnet Hathaway at 1245.